Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Clinton, inviting you to listen to my show, Comedy Forecast, during Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there, you're under 17, yes, yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else. We'll wait. Okay. Thank you, Satan. Yeah, thank you no, so much. Yeah, I couldn't no. take much more of that. No, you thank you. No, no, it's, <laughs> Thanks. It's, a, it's okay. Oh, thank you, devil. No, thank you so really, much. It's, it's okay. I, it's okay. No, I was really I was happy I, to oblige. I, no, no, I know, I know. But I it, just... No, I couldn't. Right. Thank you so much. That was... Yeah. What a relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Look, it's nothing to worry about. It's all part of the package. Uh, uh, thank By you. By the way, you do realize, of course, that little uh, favor I did for you just now just cost you your soul, right? And it was totally worth it. Cool, cool. Just as long as we're on the same page here, that's oh, cool. Absolutely. So, uh, do you have any some some sort of satanic task for me then? Oh yeah, yeah. I have uh, an opening for you now that you're my minion. Okay. Uh, you're going to be in the uh, internet department, and your job is to come up with those funny names that fool the spam filters. Oh, oh, right, right. You mean like Cassius yeah. Feats and uh, yeah. I am uh, Oleo Honey and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You yeah. Know, uh, have you seen this? Or mm-hmm. hey, you know, I called you last week about oh, your mortgage. Good one. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be, you'll be doing that for about forty hours a week for uh, seven fifty an hour, and uh, and like that. And I get your soul. And this goes on forever. Yeah, pretty much all eternity. Oh, that's cool. It won't seem any different from what I'm doing now, then. No, not really. No. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I'll get the show started then, and I'll. Mm, all um, right. Hey, just out of curiosity, what do you mm. do with all those souls anyway? Oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna make a quilt. Really. No, 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 not a quilt. No, that's what I'm doing with all those fabric yeah. remnants. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm making uh, uh, a pork, a bacon. No, not bacon. What am I thinking? Um, no, no, no. What? Huh? Yeah. You know, actually, now that I think about it, nobody's really ever asked me what I do with all the souls I collect. Huh. Huh. Really? Hmm. I don't think I do anything with them. No? Maybe I should start thinking about doing something with them, like some hmm. army or something. Hmm. I don't that, know. Maybe I could cool. put you on that. Really? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, oh, look, I gotta get this the uh, show off the ground here. Army. Okay, so I'm gonna start the theme, wacky theme music. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Go and knock yourself out. November seventeenth, two thousand and five. You're experiencing technical difficulties. Please go to hell. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Cute. Yeah.
And welcome back to the pod show thing. Not pod show, no. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Kai and Chris Conroy, and you're in for another spanky new episode of Comedy Ahoy here on Technical Difficulties. That's the name of the show. I'm your host. I do all the voices. I do all the biggity bits here and all the editing and all that other crap. Anyway, it's a new week. It's a new show. Uh, this is November. We're in the middle of November. I got it's almost Thanksgiving. Ugh. I can't believe this. We're just... All right. Anyway. The the uh, theme music is winding down even as we speak. That's one of my shorter introductions. I usually just let the theme music run out and I just talk right over it. But I guess that's not going to happen this week. It's kind of weird. You know, I've never really had it where I kind of talk and end it before the theme music ends. And I just... Oh, there it is. Let's go, shall we? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by nobody. That's right, no commercials this week. If you're expecting commercials, you're shit out of luck. Let's see here. All right. Um, honestly. All right, and now the next one. Uh, blast. I haven't won a single thing on any of these scratch-off games. It took me over four hours just to scratch the damn crap off of it. Why don't they make these things easier? Is it you at last, great mother spirit? Come to claim my soul and bring me to the happy beyond forever? Um, no. Oh, all right. Come on in, then. Good afternoon, Warden. Uh, hello, Tomlinson. Come on in and close the door. Warden, we have a problem. No, you can't know who the great mother spirit is. Sorry. I, I wasn't going to ask anything Don't about... lie to me. You've been on me for weeks to try and tell you who the great mother spirit is, and you can't know unless you're part uh, of the club, mm. so forget it. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have a problem in cell block H. In which? Cell block H. They have letters on them? Well, yes, they've always had letters on them. Oh, that's what those big letters on the wall outside the building are. Oh, I, that's what those are for. I wasn't quite yeah. sure what they were trying to spell out yeah, there. Yes, well, be that as it no. may, sir, we do have a problem with the prisoners in cell block H. No, the blocks right. go all the way up to H. Do they go any higher well, than that? Well, yes, yeah. they do. Is there, is there a Z? Do we have a cell uh, block Z? No, it doesn't It doesn't go as high as Z. The v. How about a V? Do we have a V block? No, no they only no, go as high as... No, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell uh, me. I want to guess. Hold uh, on. You just said there was no V. No, um, no uh, v. T. Do we have a T block? Yeah. No, we don't have a T block. Uh, how about a J? Do we have a J? Yes, there is a J. R? Do we have no, an R there? No, no. Oh, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Yes, Let me think. Um, N. Very good <laughs> guess, sir. We do have a cell block <laughs> N, and that is the highest and final block in our entire prison. Ah, goody for me. I wish I had a prize <laughs> to give myself for being so clever. Now, yes. what are you going to tell me about the prisoners in cell block O, was it? No, cell block H, sir. Uh, cell block H. H, H, H. So what about them? Well, there appears to be a smuggler's what? ring going on, sir. A smuggler's yeah. ring? That is shocking. Scandalous. Do the prisoners know this is going on? Well, yes, they're the ones doing the smuggling. Well, that's illegal. Imagine illegality inside of a prison. Well, what do you intend on doing about it, Warden? I'm going to go over there yeah. and give those prisoners a stern talking oh, no, no, to. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't, no, no, don't do that. Why not? Well, we've only just verified yeah. their existence. If they think we're onto them, they might just go into hiding. Mm, I see your point. Yes. Well, what is it exactly that they're smuggling, then? Well, it's not drugs, is it? That would be extra wrong. No, but you're on the right track there, sir. Goodie for me. What do I win? Um, here, have this scratch-off game. Oh, good, that'll give me something to do for the rest of the afternoon. Thank you. Now, what is it that they're smuggling in? Well, they're surreptitiously bringing in foodstuffs that can be used in the manufacture of homemade alcoholic beverages. Oh, 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 I've heard of this. They put it in a bag and leave it someplace dark and let it ferment for a while. Prison wine, that's what it is. I see you've been keeping up with the lingo at last, sir. Yes, I've learned my lesson ever since I asked one of those volunteers from the food services department to toss my salad that evening. Mm. So, prison wine, is it? Well, we'll soon put a stop to that. Well, there's one difference this time, Warden. They seem to have put a little twist on it. Really? How so? Well, no. 
Normally we would find them smuggling in such things as uh, canned preserves, uh, canned fruit, uh, possibly yeast and toothpaste tubes. Yes. Well, this time they seem to be smuggling in some unusual ingredients. Yes. Fruit juices, fruit cane juices. sugar, mint, mint, ice crushers, and edible flowers. Good Lord, man, do you know what this means? They're making prison tiki drinks. Good evening and welcome to Insight. I'm your host, Fisher Stark. In spite of the fact that alcoholic beverages are banned from all state prisons, alcoholism itself remains a serious problem for America's prison population. They pursue this by the manufacture of an illicit home brew known as prison wine, a crude alcoholic spirit made by fermenting vegetables and fruits in a plastic bag. However, earlier this year, a new movement swept through the prisons of the United States of America in an attempt to raise the overall quality of these improvised beverages. In an attempt to get more information, I went to Rikers Island and spoke to one of the founders of this particular movement, Mr. Alfred Goldstein. That's rather a simple story, really. Uh, Back in 2003, uh, I was incarcerated on a charge of attempted robbery and aggravated assault. Uh, While I entered the prison system, I uh, noticed that basically uh, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Uh, Essentially... Uh, it was very, very boring. I mean, there wasn't much to do in prison. When you get right down to it, you could read, uh, fight, uh, work out, have sex with men. Um, and really, that about covers it. Uh, so, naturally, of course, a lot of people are looking for other pastimes and uh, for entertainment. And in this case, they turn to alcohol and the brewing of such. So I decided to take up prison wine as a hobby. And while it turned out to be very profitable... Uh, my little batches of prison wine that I brewed. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't help but feel a little bit guilty about the overall quality of of the uh, of the drinks. And it was about that time that I met my partner Tyrone. Yeah, I've been here for ten years now, and uh, I've seen a lot of different prison wines come and go. I remember walking up to him after I bought some from. I walked up to him. I said, "Hey, your wine got me fucked up, but it's a little harsh on the palate." I said, you might want to add a little bit more saliva to it. You might want to tweak the sugar up just a little bit and uh, add a little more fruit juice to it. And that'll give it a nice tang. Because this is a little pungent. It's got a little bit of a metallic flavor to it, which ain't bad. But I think the overall the quality is good, but it could be a whole lot better. And I remember thinking after he told me that, uh, well, threatened me with that, that I thought, at last, a connoisseur. With this partnership newly formed, Albert and Tyrone immediately set about the business of improving the overall quality of their prison wine. And after much trial and error, they publicly declared their success and released their new vintage to an expectant prison population, which they dubbed the 2002 Sonoma Rim Job. Yeah, I came up with the name. That I'd explain it to you, but uh, you wouldn't get it. It's kind of a private joke. But the vintage was considered a success then. Oh, 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 yes, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a roaring success. Much, it did much better than we ever thought possible. Yeah, we had people lined up all over the prison to give us blowjobs for that particular bottle of juice. So successful was their formula that it was surreptitiously entered into the Chardonnay de Monde International Wine Competition in Burgundy, France, where it won honorable mention. Chardonnay de Monde International Judge René Petois. Well, of course, my fellow judges and I were shocked when we discovered that it was a home brew made by prisoners. But we had to admit that it had a very robust flavor to it, uh, with some slightly delicate fruit overtones, uh, and uh, it had a very sort of a delicate woody quality to it that we liked very much, so we, we felt it would, uh, was worthy of the award. Also, it was shockingly alcoholic. So alcoholic, in fact, that very famously on video, the entire jury panel blacked out before the end of the first glass. 
And it also served to make the 2002 Sonoma Rim job a bestseller among wine enthusiasts. We were, of course, as shocked as anybody else that we had won such an award. And we were very proud of ourselves, too, and justifiably so, I like to think. And we decided to start our own winery label right here. So that's why we came up with Racker's Vineyard. Yeah, it's the wine with the bars on the label. I, I thought of that part. Yeah, so right away we got back to work on making the 2003 vintage that we could put out. But look out, all of a sudden, all the prisons all across the country, everybody wants their own wine they can be proud of and it touched off the whole copycat thing. Indeed, by April of 2005, the international demand for commercially available prison wine had exploded. And indeed, by the summer of 2005, most major maximum security prisons in the United States of America and Canada had all announced that they too were entering into the prison winemaking game. Well, the competition this year is, of course, incredibly intense. Uh, That has mostly due to the fact that we always had an inside track on the game because we were the originators of the formula. Yeah, they all try to copy our style, but they could never quite get it right. But they had a couple of key secret ingredients that they just didn't have their hands on. Until this May, when a former assistant of ours... uh, pinched the uh, recipe and sold it to several several competing prisons uh, shortly before his untimely death. Yeah, terrible accident there. All that aside, though, how does this new notoriety, celebrity, and commerce sit with authorities? We asked Albert and Tyrone's warden about how he felt. Well, I feel absolutely wonderful about the whole thing. I had no idea you could win money with a scratch-off game. Sir, Hmm? the prison wine. They want to know about the prison wine. Oh, the prison wine. I'm sorry. I didn't realize what we were talking about here. Well, of course, I'm very, very proud of them. Really? Oh, certainly, certainly. They've done a good deal of good for society doing this. They've rehabilitated themselves. It's given them something to do and keep them out of trouble and keep their mind off of things other than crime, which, as we all know, is a bad thing. There are those out there who would criticize, though, and say that introducing alcohol to a prison population this large is a recipe for disaster. Oh, good heavens. I mean, we don't actually let them drink the wine. No, 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 no. no. That would be terrible. That would be an awful thing to do. I mean, wine and alcohol in general, when introduced to a population of people who are already violent, Mm. would, of course, Mm. result in fist fights. It would break downs of the the local society, drunkenness, and damage to all the hells. So, no, we don't let them do that. We have other ways of keeping them calm and relaxed around here. Uh, Such as? Well, for one, we have the marijuana fields out back. Shut up. I'm sorry, did I say something wrong? However, even with the mounting competition for the best prison wine, Albert and Tyrone have decided not to rest on their laurels and are already considering the next level of their business. While we're justifiably proud of the work we have done uh, on our, our drink, uh, we also recognize that uh, prison wine is probably a fad. Yeah, the American public is notoriously fickle, so we've already decided to move on to new formulas and try to make new drinks. We've had some very, very encouraging developments, mm-hmm. some very encouraging mm-hmm. experiments using some new types of fermentables, including uh, uh, wood shavings, soap, uh, semen, mice, and that uh, we've actually managed to accurately simulate some other types of drinks, including vodka, rum, uh, cognac, uh, cognac was good. Creme de mint, that de was mint. a very popular yeah. one. Yeah, that that, that 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 came out pretty good. It was, yeah, it was, but it worked. I think I liked that very much. Anyway, so we've decided to move on to uh, tropical tiki style drinks. We thought we'd lift the whole aesthetic, and then quite by accident, we discovered we could get our hands on some tiki mugs. Really? How did you do that? Well, there is a prisoner over in cell block B uh, named Rolando Manning, uh, and for he's a lifer, and for the last twenty five years, evidently he's been carving tiki mugs. I make them. I make them with my hands. They are my children. I am their parent. You cannot have my children. My children keep me company. They are my children. So anyway, we uh, convinced uh, Manning to allow us to uh, adopt some of his uh, children. And uh, we got another guy over in uh, cell block H who's got, uh, he's very good with origami and toothpicks. We got him a toothpick supply and he's been making little paper parasols. And uh, there you go then. It's uh, That's kind of a new booming business on our end. 
being convicted felons in prison, they cannot turn a profit based on this particular business model. So I asked them, what is it that keeps them going and keeps them innovating in this sort of entrepreneurial environment? Well, it may sound corny, but I think that Tyrone and I have done our part here to make this prison, our home essentially, more livable, more tolerable, more enjoyable for everybody in it. Yeah, and I think, quite frankly, one of the greatest rewards of all is the goodwill that extends to us from all the prisoners around us. And the blowjobs and cigarettes. For insight, I'm Fisher Stark. Thank you. Hello, I'm Albert Goldstein. And I'm Tyrone Stevenson. And we're the winemakers at Riker's Vineyard. This year for Thanksgiving, why not try breaking with tradition and buy one of our fine table wines? We have a fine selection of both white, red, Zinfandel, and blush available for all of your holiday dinner needs. And due to the extremely high alcoholic content in each bottle, they're excellent for numbing your senses if you have to engage in any sort of unpleasant sexual activities. And ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's Riker's Vineyard. Just look for the bars on the label. Well, that's almost the end of the show. Again, you've been listening to Technical Difficulties. As if I needed to remind you, you downloaded the friggin' thing, didn't you? Um, the next piece I have for you, normally I would just fade out here and give you all the end uh, type information that you need, uh, such as techdiff.com, uh, vote for me at Podcast Alley, or any other search engine you can find. By the way, I did have some letters from people who did uh, vote for that. Hold on a second. I've decided to make it a policy to start reading the emails on the air, at least responding to the emails on the air, so you'll know who you are. And I got to, And by the way, if you're going to send me any email, please tell me where you're from. Just mention that somewhere, because I like to know. I, I got to have this sort of mental map in my head about where things are coming from. Anyway, Tobias Robinson who gave me a really nice review on uh, on Podcast Alley, uh, and he asked me where else, you know, if I should uh, if I should go ahead and and uh, if he should go ahead and, and try and register me or give me reviews and other podcast search engines and which ones. I don't care. You can go right ahead. Thank you so much for the nice review. And uh, I really don't care uh, where you register me. If you have something nice to say about me, you can vote for me and give me a comment at Podcast Alley or whatever. And by the way, just a few votes at Podcast Alley does jack me up on the uh, on the list quite a bit. And uh, and that would be nice. My my numbers have sort of stagnated and or shrank slightly since school started again. So uh, it would be cool if I got numbers up. But, you know, whatever. You know, I'd like to, uh, as long as I have enough listeners at some point to start playing commercials so I can earn a few bucks. I was going to talk about that at some point in the future. When they come up with a way to play commercials and earn a few bucks off this thing, I'm afraid I'm going to have to do it because I don't make money doing this. God knows. Uh, but And besides, I like money. I also got a nice comment from Aki uh, on my site who said, I, for one, would very much enjoy hearing more things like Zredni Vashtar from the Halloween episode. That was the Saki story I read. Perhaps every holiday could have one. Well, it's funny you should mention that. I'm going to start reading those little short stories, some originals of my own and some ones that I've that I've picked up from public domain sites, etc., including uh, some works by people like Frank Baum, who did The Wizard of Oz. He did a lot of short stories that weren't Oz-related, which are quite funny and quite enjoyable, so I'm going to be doing some of those as well. And that Aki, by the way, was Tom Tompkins, who is from, uh, where is that, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you so much for that nice letter. I'd also like to thank Manly Geek for giving me a, a nice plug. Uh, who else? Uh, Rusty Bender, of course. Uh, Rusty Bender is uh, the proprietor of Strange Brain Radio, who were possibly thinking of doing some sort of thing to try and let people track down the better quality, uh, humorous podcasts, because there's a lot of there's a lot of unfortunate junk out there in terms of podcasting, um, as far as the comedy goes, at least in my opinion. Most of it's pretty vulgar and pretty, pretty much, uh, well, just gross out vulgarity stuff, which is not, I don't necessarily 
disagree with. I don't think that's bad, strictly speaking. It's just that you better be brilliant. If you're going to be gross, you better be brilliant gross, um, not just gross gross, which is what a lot of people do. And uh, and they also have really bad quality. Uh, what else? Uh, <clears throat> we got and I got another. It's Michael Mickey Mac Michael from uh, West from Perth, Western Australia. What's with all you Australian listeners? I think that's so great that there's all the Australian listeners out there. That's so terrific. And uh, oh God, I know I missed people here. Hold on, who else? Uh, Scott, just Scott, who said uh, he liked the parodies, the H.P. Lovecraft episode, and. There's a little tagline here from Canada Autos. Uh, Canada Autos, Yahoo. Find your next car at Canada Autos. I'm assuming you're from Canada, so I'm putting you in the Canadian listener. If you have any problem with that, Scott, write me back and tell me otherwise. And, of course, Puke, our Army listener. Good luck, Puke. You keep him flying out there. He should be either is or isn't over Iraq. If you're hearing this show, tell me. I have a piece I'm going to be doing in honor of your being in Iraq for you and soldiers over there. It's a nice piece of comedy, and I'm saving it. But I don't know where you exactly, when exactly you're going to be there if you're hearing the show. So contact me, damn you. Contact me. That goes out to Puke. He knows who he is. What else? And, of course, Al says, and everybody else out there who sent me emails, I'm going to be real, I'm going to try to get better at answering them immediately and or mentioning you guys on the show. So do me a favor, send me mail. I love it. I love it when I get comments in mail. So if you're listening and you like it, send me mail, send me comments. Those are more important than the votes at Podcast Alley. The votes at Podcast Alley would be nice. If you want to vote for me on a search engine, that's cool, too, you know, like on Podcast Pickle or whatever. Uh, Yahoo. Yahoo has a podcast site where you can vote on stuff. Whatever. Just enjoy the darn show. But please, if you are enjoying, all I ask is that you drop me a line. And and I'll I'll try to mention them on the show. Uh, anyway, let's putting that aside for a minute. Yeah, good. That's great. Catch my laptop. Right on the edge of the microphone. All right. There's a second piece I have here. Uh, Adam Curry has a promo site coming on, uh, on uh, his uh, connected to the Daily Source Code. And the idea is that you deposit your promos there. And then he plays them on the show. Well, I came up, so I decided that I, I took it upon myself to come up with a new promo for the for the show, a nice short one minute promo that would encapsulate all of the kind of comedy attitude that I have, and I failed miserably. Not in the sense that I made a bad promo. Oh, I, I think I made a pretty good promo. It's just entirely too frigging long. It's uh, over four minutes in length. So what started off as a promo, I may post somewhere. I don't know. I just think it's too long to do that. It's fairly funny, and it's sort of podcasting in general related, but. What are you going to do? Anyway, I'm going to play it for you now. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, this is just another sketch you can enjoy. And then right after that, I have a new feature, which you'll be able to hear directly thereafter. Um, and then the show is pretty much going to end out on that. It's going to be music. I'm adding some, well, you'll see. Anyway, here's the promo piece, and I hope you enjoy it. We now take you to a secret private jet in flight, where a meeting of the International Consortium of Broadcasters and Record Company Executives is already in full swing. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you for coming to our secret session. I'm glad you all made it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're holding this in a private jet that's flying 2,000 miles out over the Atlantic Ocean for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, yeah. It is unbelievably expensive to do so. Yeah. And God knows we have the money. Oh, heaven help us, we have the money, certainly. As a matter of fact, I personally have a billfold of $15 million shoved in my rectum just to deal with my bleeding hemorrhoids. Yeah. And while physically it has absolutely no effect, psychologically, oh, so fine. Yeah, yeah. However, be that as it may, here 
here is the true nature of our meeting. Oh. As you know, we wield absolute monetary influence over every known form of broadcasting. Yes. Radio, television, broadcast, cable, satellite, it's all ours. Yes. However, there is a new form of broadcasting right on the horizon that we have yet to wield absolute control over, and I'd like to speak to you about that tonight. It's relatively new, it's frighteningly innovative, and it's gaining in popularity. It's called cast potting. No, uh, bast casters. No, no, caster pods. No, clog blasters. No, class... Claston blockers. No, block, blocking costers. Costin, blocking coster, Claston boster. Ba- cast, blasting coster. No, caster blood and caster. Claston blocker. Cockin, boxing, cock. Clock, clockers and desin. Clock, block, cock blocker. No, Claston I think his blaster. brain just locked Claston up again. Coster. Again? Oh, it'd be a deer there, Karen, and hand me the tranquilizer rifle. Oh, that won't be necessary. Hold on. Bastard cat. I came up with a great anti brain lock initiative at the last board meeting. Would you mind handing me those sticky notes, please? Certainly, dear. You might want to hurry it up. He's starting to Spray foam all over the table. Well, watch carefully. So you have to. You can do this yourself if you have to. Just you take the sticky note and you write the word podcasting right here on it, then attach it to this baseball bat. It's called podcasting. Thank you, Karen. It's rapidly becoming the go-to source for methods of information distribution and entertainment. Now it's small now, but I predict one day it will be huge. So what are we going to do about it? Buy it. We can't buy it. It's not for sale. Blasphemy. Oh, sleepy buys. Good shot, Karen. Now, the way I see it, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of two options open to us at this time. What's the first one? Well, we could attempt to change copyright law, pressure Congress, to enact incredibly restrictive regulations, try to change the entire world's copyright rules, strong-arm our artists, paint podcasters as people ought to destroy the ownership society, change the way media technology operates so it only functions for us, and spend billions upon billions of dollars on semi-functional solutions that would only make the world a worse place for everyone involved. And what's option number two? Well, we spend slightly more than the money we're currently spending now on simply improving our content. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was rather funny, wasn't it? Now that that's settled, let's hire the lawyers and get some martinis. Hello, this is your captain speaking, passengers. I'm Kai and Chris Conroy. We'd like to thank you once again for choosing Technical Difficulties Airlines. Well, we've reached a cruising altitude of 25,000 feet. Now it's time for our random barrel rolls. What? Buckle up, Spanky. What's he talking? <laughs> Well, I hope you passengers all enjoyed that a little bit of fun, and keep your heads up, because another one could come along any second now. Well, how'd they enjoy that? According to the monitor, immensely. They're all currently pinned under the boardroom table. Yes, it's too bad we didn't bolt that sucker down. Oh, well, just pull a few more barrel rolls, and with any luck, the furniture will right itself. Oh, look at that. Ten o'clock low. Isn't that Adam Curry's plane? I believe you're right. What is he doing? Well, let me get my binoculars. Hold on. Uh, let's get these. Uh, yeah. Well, he's podcasting, naturally. Uh, duh. But also looks like he's peeing into a bottle. Really? Okay, hold on a second. I'm All just right. going to sneak up behind him here. All right. Okay, uh, I'm right there. Still watching? Yes. Uh, has he noticed us? No, no. no All right. Now. Oh, he spilled his bottle all over the instrument panel. I bet that makes for a really good daily source code. Yes, yes but you can forget this technical difficulties promo ever being played on his show. Oh, come now. Adam's a perfectly good sport, and he certainly doesn't mind having the piss taken out of him or spilled all over the inside of his cockpit. <laughs> That's technical difficulties, T-E-K-N-I-K-A-L. Look for us under podcasts, comedy in iTunes, or go to techdiff.com to pick up the RSS feed. You are experiencing technical difficulties? Please stand by. And uh, that was it all in its gory length. (laughs) Entirely too long, I'm sure. I may have to send it... I don't know, you think I should send that to Adam Curry or what? I could could probably do it. I could probably mail it. He'd at least get a kick out of it, I think. I'd like to see him. I think he'd think it would be funny. Anyway. uh, uh, Well, hold on. Ah, something new has been added. 
You may have noticed there's a little bit of trailer on the end here. That's because we've decided, we being me, have decided to add a brand new feature here to Technical Difficulties in the guise of Podsafe Music. But not just any Podsafe Music. No, these are Podsafe Music exclusives. You can't get these anywhere but here, as far as podcasting goes, at least as far as I know you can't. What's that you say? How is it possible that I have strings to pull to play such fine music for you on my podcast? Well, it's like this. None of these guys have actually registered with Podsafe Music. They're all local bands who are friends of mine here in Minneapolis, and uh, unfortunately I keep trying to explain the whole concept of the Podsafe Music registration to them, and they stare at me blankly like a dog that's just been shown a card trick, as Bill Hicks would say. In any event, I do get the chance to play their music on my show, because I asked, and they said yes. And so for our inaugural, I am going to play for you one of my favorite bands that my friend Travis and my friend Eric are in. Uh, This band is called The Chariots. They're a wonderful little uh, rockin' combo, for lack of a better term. I don't know what music you'd file them under other, other other than hard music. I really like these guys a lot. Great show. And Travis is one of those destined for stardom frontmen. I recommend you go check out their website at chariots-music.com if you like this. And if you're not into the whole sort of uh, punk, thrash, semi-metalish sort of thing, I'd, I'd just kind of stop listening now. But if you're adventurous, and I hope you are, then I'd go ahead and listen to this great song by them, chariots-music.com. Again, is the website. These are the Chariots from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and one member who's currently living in New York. And uh, this is Hips Unite. Enjoy, and I'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.